0: Alta University podcast. This is the second of two episodes featuring Professor Emeritus and Senior Advisor at Alta University, Esa Saarinen. Do listen to the first episode as well. Future led learning is now part of the Oasis of Radical Wellbeing project, aiming to share information about and tools for maintaining your own and your community's competence. In self-care, inclusivity, and equity. Please see more at radicalwellbeing.aldo.fi. My name is Rika Evans, and this is Future Led Learning. Welcome aboard. Future led Learning. By Alto University. Well, because I'm thinking it from the well-being perspective that we have, you know, we have all these um, surveys that we've conducted with the purpose of finding out how our or how our students are doing right now, and oftentimes what we find from there is that students who say have emotional troubles or have learning disabilities how would we support their learning process in this manner that you've just described
1: i I think the fundamental aspect is uh, it, basically the principle uh, nobody should be left alone so so uh it, it's it's the communal side of us as human beings that steps in uh, on a number of levels. So uh, if I think about my own department, uh, the Department of Industrial Engineering and Management, I think it has been such a, a fantastic place to me, a uh, person to be at. But of course, it's a relatively small department uh, on the one hand, also the student intake is fairly small. So, so in a sense, it's it's comprehensible in human terms. I, I, I think being part of something that is comprehensible in human terms is beneficial uh, for one to feel sufficient warmth from that environment vis-a-vis oneself. Warmth being something that may, may come as a result of feeling of respect one gets from others some, some kind of acknowledgement uh, sort of positive class that you get from others that, that people are delighted that you are part of whatever something is so working uh, too much in, in two big numbers I think for one thing is is, is not beneficial but the various kinds of uh, economies of scale easily start to take the upper hand when it comes to run running institutions so 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 that kind of um, vicinity aspects kind of na- neighborhood aspects uh, the the, the um, experience one gets from something that ultimately can't be that big i think is essential and uh, it's 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 also Thinking about the spaces in which we operate, from the point of view of what's what's the feel one gets of the space, vis-a-vis oneself as an accepted, respected individual and human being, and 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 uh, do I feel connectivity with other people in the same space? So, uh, so so this this I think is one perspective. Another perspective is perhaps more. individually tuned perspective is that uh, ultimately I think we each have some responsibility vis-a-vis of everybody else. So, so, because in any given situation, of course, there's only some finite number of other human beings with whom we are in that space. So whether that's a queue, uh, in a cafeteria or, uh, or uh, on the way to the metro or uh, uh, you opening the door and somebody coming in your direction through that same door. I, I mean, what happens there in that uh, ordinary mundane everyday situation uh, in, in a time span of, let's say, three seconds is, is something where you can, uh, I think, give to those people that you meet something that strengthens all of us. Uh, and and it's, it's kind of micro perspective on the macro perspective that I'm here uh, talking about. And, and it, it, again, it's something that to me has been such a surprise over the years as to how uh, disorienting or, or uh, misleading the surface can be regarding what people in fact are, or what they, what their aspirations uh, on a deeper level in fact are. I mean, the, 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 and, and uh, I hope this doesn't sound too dramatic, but the, the, this is actually how it came about. Because after my murder attempt, when I was in the ambulance, I remember the, 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 this was outside. I mean, the whole thing took place outside Dipoli. So I'm in the ambulance and I've I've just been stabbed to the stomach completely unexpectedly. Uh, But also I've been saved uh, on the one hand by uh, Jakob Korhonen who was, uh, I mean, you couldn't have had a a more professional uh, bodyguard than he was, although of course he had never engaged in such activity, but the way he was there in the situation was so efficient and so reassuring. And there were two other uh, students that came to our rescue as well. But then there were all those people inside Dipoli who who attended me uh, when I walked in wounded. And then there was this, this entire system that brought in uh, the ambulances. There were two ambulances that came in and, and, and uh, um, the police officers that came. I mean, it's just amazing uh, to me that when I was standing in the ambulance and, and, and we left the Deepoli building uh, uh, with the sirens on. I remember this thought that how is it possible that I haven't noticed that there are so many good people? Uh, quite clearly, uh, my thoughts have been s- somehow hypnotized by various kinds of surface defects. Surface defects. It's a it's, pintapuuta, uh, I would say, in Finnish. It's uh, Obviously, I was thinking in Finnish there. So so uh, and and because there are all kinds of things, you know. You go to a coffee machine, but the kind of coffee you would want to have, for some reason, you can't get. And and or there could be two persons there before you. In France. so so I mean, when was it that you 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 downloaded something and it came quickly enough? It's it's there are so many things regarding which in in the course of. Any day, you feel that uh, the world isn't functioning your way. But other people are the ones that you sort of perceive to be there as obstacles so easily. Even uh, even our loved ones. So the surface defect concept to me uh, re- really hit through as a result of the um, murder attempt. And, and 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 since then, I, I I I mean, when when I just think about those people that came to my rescue in the Deepoli, uh whatever it's called, uh, the, the open space there, as you enter through the doors. I I mean, I I, I wouldn't have sort of thought that that uh, those people would have cared for me so much as it turned out instantly. Is the case. So, so it's this, this kind of something that you can't tell on the, on, on the basis of what the person seems to be, that there's something good that is hiding, that since then has been to me uh, 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 some kind of at least encouragement to think that what would happen if there's something that is good, in fact, in the people that is hiding would more often come out. And, and And is it possible that 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 maybe each of us could uh, contribute to that effect and And if one asks it this way, I think the answer is obvious. Of course we could make it more probable to come out it's it's uh, It's as if it were thinking about life itself in particular kind of terms that will make it more probable that such better life emerges. Learning. In the next table, uh, was, uh, uh, the person who is looking uh, for, for a place to sit down uh, uh, for lunch. I mean, there, there could be one seat or that that is vacant in your table. Why couldn't you signal with your eyes for the person looking for the place to sit down that yes, this this place is vacant. It's it's it, it, it's. I, I think it's just ordinary civility. But it's the kind of civility I believe that is hidden in us very often, because we believe that in fact we already are more generous to others, kinder, friendlier than what we get. So, so uh, it's it's kind of internal balancing act that that says that well, the others don't really deserve more than I already give because in fact, I'm giving out more than I actually get myself back. But what we do get back, I believe is often colored, by what I would call surface defects on the one hand, and on the other hand, by the certain human sort of clumsiness. I mean, people don't necessarily know how to sort of show kindness, for instance. It's it's there could be all kinds of reasons why people hold back. They're better angels, but but using the Lincoln term again. But uh, but but maybe we could sort of help each other out in that respect. Choose to
0: be good. Choose to be kind.
1: Yeah, sounds like like you're talking about hope. But but to me, choosing to be kind means basically choosing to be more what you in fact are. And 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 uh, for which reason I think it's such a beneficial thing to engage in the question. Well, uh, who are you really? Uh, in a context where the context doesn't push you to some particular directions or conclusions regarding who you're supposed to be, uh, uh, nor uh, push you on the basis of some kind of um, uh, delivery outcome. So, so uh, I mean, it's one thing to think about oneself as, let's, let's say, uh, an engineer in, in some particular uh, field or uh, as, uh, as a master of business arts and, and an expert in capital markets, let's say. So, so uh, you, you might think about certain professional outcome that is in the offing, let's say, in four years' time, but the real question concerns what are you going to be as a human being, along with whatever you are professionally. So, but but that question, of what are you going to be in human terms, is is something that I, I would say, by far in most cases would end up uh, pretty much in a similar conclusions as to what happens to the next person. I mean, people want to be kind to one another. People want to care about one another. People don't want to be egoistical, if given the choice of really thinking about life. But most of the time we don't get the chance to do so. So so uh, th- this is, I think, at least part of the explanation for the popularity of the philosophy and systems thinking lectures over the years. Uh, remember. A lot of people came there repeatedly. It's, it's clear that the reason for somebody coming repeatedly, to the, repeatedly to philosophical systems uh, thinking course, wouldn't be that uh, he or she would expect ESA to have something totally new for me to sort of internalize. It's 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 much more like him or her coming there, or or maybe listening to the podcast, maybe listening to it or looking at it as a a video format. So the person, in a sense, meets himself or herself and, and engages in a kind of internal reflection, but the internal reflection by the context isn't pushing him or her to some particular direction, for which reason what Lincoln called better angels of his or her nature maybe have a chance to sort of come out from the margins again. And, and and maybe the person finds uh, in himself or herself something that uh, for whatever reason the everyday has hidden from other people but also from the person uh, herself.
0: But wouldn't you say that that requires people to recognize their vulnerability?
1: Yes, I think vulnerability absolutely one of the uh, fundamentals here it's the, and and this this has been to me personally uh, a big lesson it's it's uh, theres there's a number of aspects to it one, one, one way to think about it is that when one develops uh, as a speaker as a lecturer something that people feel as charisma the temptation is to go with the charisma because of the fact that uh, you you can hide your vulnerabilities behind the charisma but i think this is while it's tempting it's 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 not the right way uh, it's it's uh, because ultimately also the deeper elements in a potential lecture i think are in the offing if uh, if people in the audience feel that you're serious that you are honest with whatever you they are trying to present and 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 uh I, I mean there are all kinds of tricks an experienced speaker can engage in and and uh, sort of make people feel activated or uh, uh, amused or whatever it could be uh, uh but but the real point i think is to create that uh, now moment to be one where people in the audience, as part of the lecture, or maybe a seminar, uh, where, where, where their curiosity, the, the aspirations that relate to, to pushing them to understand more, uh, also all kinds of uh, more constructive aspects of uh, building oneself and helping others to build themselves, are activated. So, so uh, but, but I be, believe all that doesn't happen if one is not as the facilitator of the situation or as a lecturer in the situation, if it's a lecture, if, if, if you're not honest with whatever you are and, 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 and you, you, you need to sort of, I think, uh, a step beyond the, the facade and a step beyond the temptations that relate to all kinds of role takings and, and stuff like that and it's it's, it's 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 such a tremendous relief also uh to 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 uh, be able to uh, connect with uh, i think something deeper within yourself and and, and also realizing with necessary humility, the fact that there's, there's only so much you know, and only so much you you understand. Even though you you may, you might have pushed yourself for decades to understand something, you you just gradually start to understand how much you don't understand, and 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 and, and, and therefore how much we need one another, and how important it is to to keep also the momentum going and 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 the the, the strive operative within us it's, it's 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 sort of like the passion of life which i think calls for vulnerability uh, for for it that passion to be uh, truly genuine
0: as you mentioned in the beginning that you haven't that you haven't researched pedagogy or that it's not your field, but here you are describing the very essence of of pedagogy and learning. That's what we're trying to also, when we have pedagogical trainings and when, when we, uh, can you say, teach or mentor our teachers, that's exactly what we try and tell to them. So you are at the very core of it.
1: Yeah, yeah well, uh, it's... Uh... That, I mean, I, I, I'm not boasting with this or making a p- point with it, but the fact is that I'm suspicious of pedagogical training myself. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and I never took any pedagogical training. Yeah. But that's not to say that people shouldn't take pedagogical trainings. I, I think it's very important for people to find various ways that help them to challenge themselves in their processes forward. But I believe in my case, it, it, it probably was a good thing that I never really took any pedagogical trainings or, uh, uh, or some good friends of mine, like Kirsti Lonka, were class figures in, 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 in the science of pedagogy. Uh, it, 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 and I've talked with like, gives the, a lot over the years, but I believe it still is good that I, I haven't really known that much as to what something should be uh, according to some pedagogical theory, however great it's, it's because at least in my case, it's, 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 it's maybe it's the artist in me that, that uh, might have become somewhat reluctant to take the risks that the artist in me in fact has taken. And, and like, uh, when we started with philosophical systems thinking, this practice of naming each lecture uh, with kind of like symbolic titles that didn't really quite clearly indicate the quote unquote content of that lecture. Uh, I would say this probably was somewhat unusual. I mean, this is a university lecture series. So in a sense, you could say, if you have a university lecture series, you can expect an individual lecture, if if it has a title, to have a title that tells what the content is of that lecture. But my titles could be like, for instance, uh, Lady Gaga and Mrs. Askola. And Lady Gaga, okay, that's a popular culture figure, is Esa going to analyze Lady Gaga, uh, Mrs. Askola, Who might be Mrs. Ascola? It's. Uh, I, I mean, I would have these titles that, to me, were very exciting. It's. Uh, I, I felt like it's. It's an album, uh, and and uh, uh, it's kind of a performance where it it somehow indicates something, uh, sort of a direction in some sense, uh, and and uh, uh, also it. Of, of course, I, I might have in some cases uh, titles that would say like, I think I had one title that said something like uh, three lessons or maybe five lessons from Tarantino. Uh, so so m- maybe somebody could think, okay, Tarantino. So maybe Esa is using Tarantino in some way in this lecture. And of course, that in fact was the case. I did use Tarantino, but it still wasn't a lecture about Tarantino. Uh, and and uh so 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 that kind of way of d- doing a lecture wasn't from any textbook it, it it wasn't on the basis of some kind of uh general format and I'm not suggesting this anybody should adapt the, the practice just that i I was excited and and my team was excited uh, and 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 the fact that we were excited i think helped for something to happen there that also among the participants they found exciting so so they found excitement within themselves
0: future-led learning
1: so what what are the ways in which something then become something that touches people. There could be all kinds of roots to that. But in my personal case, I, I'm pretty confident that, that uh, had I been more aware of how things should be, may, maybe I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do what I then did do. And, and also repeating the same overall title. I mean, philosophy and systems thinking. uh, It was Raimo Hämeläinen who suggested the title because uh, my first department was the Systems Analysis Laboratory. It it was Raimo that had the idea of getting me to a philosopher to what was at that time an engineering school. There wasn't any philosophy professorship, but Raimo got the idea that it's... I remember him saying, "Esa, you might have too restricted a view regarding us engineers, particularly us systems engineers, because it's part and parcel of being an engineer this kind of desire to to represent holes, make models of holes. Very often we um, use mathematical methods to describe the holes, which is." What you would do, but you still aim at understanding and representing holes. Secondly, uh, our aim is to represent those holes with the idea of improving the holes. So it's this kind of orientation towards betterment, which is part and parcel of being an engineer. But this is what you are also trying to do. So it seems to me that it's very natural for you to be at an engineering. University, And I thought, that's true. I mean, when you frame the case in those terms, I think this is very natural. So, so, but, but that kind of orientation, on the one hand, t- through representation of, of something complex, uh, of course, requires a lot of intellectual uh, effort. Uh, and and, uh, uh, and given the fact that there are all kinds of already established ways of representing particular kinds of holes, it's it's useful to know how it has been done previously. So, so it's a it's great idea to engage in, in, in various methodologies and various ways of representing things that are complex. When one is young, one can learn very complex things. If you just push yourself to learn it, you can learn it which I think is great because you then open up your brains uh, and, and you get all kinds of uh, new uh, tracks there in your mind that you might then be able to use later on, even if you didn't use the exact content. So, 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 so that, that kind of uh, orientation that on the one hand wants to represent things using your intellect, but at the same time does that, from the point of view of actually improving things uh, brings the kind of attitude in that uh, in in life more generally i think is fundamental because when you start to improve things then you realize that well you are going to need other people in that process also you are going to need to understand something beyond whatever that fragment of the whole is that is your as it were favored whole and 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 therefore it's also kind of call for uh humbleness and 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 call for connectivity uh, call for continuous deepening of your overall perspectives uh, i'm sorry i don't remember what your initial question was <laughs> so, so uh, but but uh, but but when when i think about my, my 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 own as it were philosophy of my philosophy it, it's one where Orientation that Raimo described uh, actually is pretty pretty fundamental there in my in my own effort as well.
0: So we've had a very interesting conversation uh, about teaching philosophy and the role and meaning of community around people and and how to how to support learning. I thank you so very much for your time. And uh, on behalf of the entire ALTA community, I would like to say thank you for coming to this podcast. It was such an honor.
1: Thank you very much. It's, 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 it's a, such a great privilege to be part of the ALTA community. And I look forward to many years, uh, indeed decades to come. It's, it's, uh, uh, I think it was Kirsti Longa, my, my, my good friend from the University of Helsinki, who, who said that Jerome Bruner, who is our, our we both admire him so much, but Jerome Bruner was uh, at the age of ninety upset because was it NYU that offered him only five years more, uh, and given that he was just ninety, <laughs> so I, th- I think it's one of the great aspects of university that it, it really doesn't make the kind of claims on one's age as as maybe some other areas of life do. It's it's very, very important that the different generations also meet and communicate with one another, enrich one another at the university. It's 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 such a privilege to be part of ALTO.
0: Future led learning. Thank you for listening to the Future Led Learning podcast with Esa Saarinen, Professor Emeritus at Aalto University. This was the second part of a discussion between Esa and Rika Evans. Please listen to the first episode as well. The Future Led Learning podcast is produced by me, Sakari Heiskanen, and it includes music by Sagerson. The series is part of the Oasis of Radical Wellbeing project at Aalto University. Find out more at radicalwellbeing.alto.fi. Aalto University Podcast.